Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Amy Snow. Hello everybody, my name is Amy Snow. I am a creative at Overview UK. Alongside a great many other impressive pursuits, Amy is a creative at Ogilvy UK, which is also an agency partner to Lecture in Progress. We met up with her last week at the company's London base on the South Bank, overlooking the River Thames. Amy is someone with an incredible amount of energy and an almost infinite number of strings to her bow. A quick glance at her LinkedIn page reveals a skill set that ranges from Microsoft Word know-how to sea kayaking, dance, forensic investigation, modelling and semi-professional roller skating. Having come to advertising in 2016, a few years after graduating with a degree in science, Amy's path has been anything but traditional. It was through the pipe Ogilvy's alternative internship scheme that she got her start, which is open to anyone with a creative bone in their body, with no requirement for a creative degree or portfolio. Having been with the company for nearly three years, Amy has gone from intern to working on major campaigns in partnership with fellow creative Yolanta Boti. We started by asking her what her job entails, what else she does alongside her role, and what she'll be doing day to day. If you're familiar with advertising, you understand that usually the traditional creative is you're either a copywriter or you're an art director. But myself and my beautiful partner, Yolanta Boti, we are a bit of both, to be honest, because she's a singer-songwriter actress and I love spoken words. So copywriting in terms of manifestos and all that good stuff, I love that. So I love writing as well as doing art direction. So... You know, art direction is about like conceptualizing adverts, kind of conceptualizing the look and feel of out of homes or your posters and basically all the comms advertising. And then you've got the copy, which obviously the words are very important. So that's basically what we do here. We conceptualize ad and that can be in the form of radio, print digital like social media stuff we can literally spend a whole day like trying to figure out captions for posts or you know like we're doing now we're doing quite a lot of tvcs like tv adverts so every day is different and i think that's one thing that has been quite attractive to me about this industry like my day yesterday i was actually nominated as a pitch 100 superwoman so i ended up going to dnad (laughs) for like a breakfast to celebrate with the other 99 women i then had to literally scurry along to great guns which is a production house and edit Comfort's new ad for Saudi Arabia. So I was there from like 1pm until like 8pm editing the new advert. So that could be one day where you're just literally in a production house editing with, you know, an amazing team. Another day could be you have to figure it out, like basically see what the client's ask is, what the deliverables are. Do they want a TV ad? Do they want a radio script? Like what is it that they want? You have to then figure out using the insights from the strategists and stuff, like how you build that advert and what's the best creative answer so yeah we can spend our day scamping brainstorming working with editors designers so many different you know team members and stuff so and one thing that I love also is the fact that you don't have to be just in your office like as creatives you can go for a walk and you know brainstorm or you can take yourself out as long as your creative process is heightened by not being in a building or whatever or like you at least do the work at the end of the day we can spend a lot of time behind the computer but I think the best creatives actually are the ones who go out do things still 
whether that's related to advertising or not, because you never know what will come up in those briefs. You know, you could be doing uh, like a music show like we do. And then the next day you're working on a Coca-Cola brief about music. Do you know what I mean? So like the creative things you do outside of work and the more seasoned you are in, in different creative aspects can definitely streamline and facilitate the work that you do. Amy also filled us in on a music project she's part of outside of work, Record Shop UK. So I'm a part of a team called Record Shop UK and we are a collective of literally singers, songwriters, musicians, musical directors and hosts. I'm one of the hosts and I also help with like the creative platform too. And so every Sunday at Box Park in Shoreditch we have a live music show and that could be anything from poetry and yeah literally indie music hip-hop anything to be honest we like to kind of have a nice eclectic mix of people and music and one thing that we really want to do is get a lot of underground artists for them to kind of come up but then we have a mixture of underground and people who are literally official and signed and doing their great things another thing is we love live music so what we do is get those people into the studio the week before or whatever learn their songs and then perform with them on the Sunday and then myself and other people like Jay Wilcox, Mark TC and Knowledge Day, we all like host the show. When we asked Amy if she has any favourite projects from the past year, she told us more about the campaign she worked on with World Afro Day. Setting out to challenge perceptions and bias, the project featured a striking set of portraits that celebrate women's Afro hair while illustrating the impact of societal pressures using statistics taken from the Good Hair Study. So um, World Afro Day was a project that was really close to my heart just because it was chopping down the negative stigmas surrounding um, Black and Afro-Caribbean hair. Because it's one of the first times like you actually seen, you know, Black women on billboards with their natural hair. And that's just something that was so important to me because I'm someone of African-Caribbean descent, although I also have my Irish French sides. But like, you know, I've never really seen that in commercial advertising, to be honest. And it was a long time coming. And that's something that I was incredibly proud of because I've had people you know, who's even come to me, like when I did a talk at Facebook, two people was waiting for me before I got off stage and they came to me and was like, Amy, I knew that you're one of the creators behind that campaign and now I want to work at Ogilvy because of that campaign. So I feel like it hasn't just inspired people to wear their natural hair, but it's also inspired people to come and work at Ogilvy and enter the advertising industry because they're doing work that's more relatable and, you know, to the tensions that they face in society. I think a couple of months afterwards, there was a law passed in New York I believe that made it illegal for anybody to fire anybody based on their hair and whatnot so like I believe it's gone on to help shape policies thereafter and laws. In 2017 six months after starting at Ogilvy Amy co-founded Ogilvy Roots a platform encouraging greater diversity representation and inclusivity in the creative world something that she runs together with colleagues from different departments within the agency. And we basically want to champion great ethnic diversity within the creative industry. And that comes in three different forms. Our three pillars are the agency, the work, and then also the industry. So what can we do outside of our own building? And so myself as a creative, we try to make sure that, you know, with the work, it stays authentic as possible. There is more representation of Black and Maui ethnic people and that we actually pair businesses and brands that also target these people. So it's kind of like seeing those loopholes whilst also doing something great. Amy's life experience up to this point has been incredibly varied. From travelling the world on a boat to studying forensics and competing to become Miss Barbados, she tells us about the rollercoaster journey that led her to advertising. 
I grew up in southeast London. I grew up in an estate called Asbury Estate, which was probably one of the worst estates in Europe. And coming from a single parent household, my mum always tried to make sure that myself and my brother were always doing multiple things. And that was to keep us off the estate, if that makes sense. You know, even at a time when I was going to school in Peckham, like, because we were an underprivileged school, and I say that doing quotation marks with my fingers, they wanted to give us, sometimes these underprivileged schools would get different schemes, right? So offered us work experience in Isle of Wight to do water sports. And then we went there for a week, but then... Um, weirdly enough, they also wanted to send kids around the world on this this boat called the Gypsy Moth, which was the first boat to single-handedly circumnavigate the world by Sir Francis Chichester. And he was actually dying with cancer whilst he'd done it. Like, he was an amazing man. So yeah, and then, you know what, going on that leg with the Gypsy Moth and just being exposed to so many different minds as well, who weren't like the minds that I grew up with, I was just like, yo, like, Life isn't just Asbury Estate. Life isn't just Peckham or Woolworth or South East London. There's so much to achieve. I think that just literally propelled me even more. And I've got to give thanks to the late David Green, who pretty much was like a father figure to me on that whole entire scheme. Because then he loved our family so much that he sent my brother around Australia, tried to get him off of the block as well. Yeah, so I felt like, you know, that kind of made me feel like I want to do more. I always want to aspire to do more. And like, I went to university because my family, coming from my background, it was like creativity. Although they forced me into it as a kid, they was like, no, those are hobbies. That was to get you off the block. I actually loved science, forensic science, to be specific, because I I grew up on Colombo, Diagnosis Murder, Murder, She Wrote, like all that old stuff, not CSI, like it did come in. But um, I kind of wanted to, because, you know, I, I was always around like, kind of a lot of people that I grew up with they kind of went to prison like sometimes wrongly they were wrongfully convicted or I've seen you know like things that happened on my state that I just kind of didn't want anymore so I was like you know I wouldn't even mind going into forensic science and I still felt it was kind of almost creative I then kind of did forensic investigation even then I tried to find a creative way to make my forensic scheme more artistic so I studied forensic art and forensic facial reconstruction and my dissertation was basically on forensic facial recognition methods how fallible they are basically I got a first class left got a job at the Metropolitan Police and that was pretty much what for about three months and then that failed um, because they didn't have enough money to keep on the grads which they hired us on like 31 32k and I was just like you know as a 22 year old or however young I was I was like yo this is great money I'm set like you know I'm good and then it failed and I was like you know what I did my best I tried to do forensics didn't work out now I'm going to follow my dreams and then now I'm just going to do me and I'm going to prove that I'm going to be successful in it and then ever since then I've just been I guess I've been doing me. Together with her cousin in America Amy co-founded Ishmael Aaron Charities an organization that helps underprivileged schools access educational resources in the U.S. and Barbados. In her partnerships role, Amy set out on a mission to spread the word and connect with influential figures, which resulted somewhat ingeniously in entering the Miss Barbados competition. I'm not a super girly girl, um, so for me, there was like 12 segments and I think I won nine segments. I, I won Miss Creativity, which was probably the best for me. <laughs> and, um, but I didn't win, so it was crazy. I was like, okay, so I win the most segments, but I don't win. But little did she know how instrumental the experience would become to her start in the advertising industry. I got frustrated one day. All I was like, okay, this is not working out. I really need to start making money as well. And then so I typed in entry-level creative jobs in London and the pipe was the first thing that came up. 
and the only thing that I applied for. And the only reason why I applied for it, because it was the only thing that I didn't need a portfolio for, because real talk, I didn't even know what a portfolio meant. Describe who you are in 140 characters, which is basically a tweet, which I could do. It's not a problem. I think I said I was like, Michael Jackson and Frida Kahlo's love child. And then you had to upload like a PDF of like what it is that proves that you are creative. And I was literally tearing my hair out. I was like, I don't know, how how do I prove this? Like, do I do a piece of art? Do I paint something? Do I quickly drag some of my most creative friends and do a little like drama sketch or something? I was like, oh, but that's going to take too much time. I only have three days. And then uh, my brother... He was like, Amy, man, you just did like Miss Barbados and you won Miss Creativity. Duh, like, why don't you just show the like outfit that you made from scratch? Because like for Miss Creativity, you had to basically, you got a theme. My theme was the beaches of Barbados. And I literally made a whole entire outfit from crown to dress to accessories, even to shoes. I had to make everything from scratch. And yeah, so I uploaded my thought process and my making process and all that good stuff for the pipe. And then got through. Then there was a second round, which was amazing. I I made an animation on After Effects um, because we had to sell like this 1997 Red Corsa, which was crazy. And it was like, how am I supposed to do this? So I I did like this kind of 8-bit Mario themed animation on After Effects. Literally didn't know how to use it, taught myself on um, on YouTube. So I did that, submitted that. And then there was 15 people chosen. I think I was like maybe a thousand or something. And I was one of the only five girls that was chosen for the first round of the pipe. Through her time on the pipe, Amy describes how she came to be matched with her current creative partner, Yolanta Boti. She also tells us what she thinks makes for a good working partnership. The universe is crazy, you know, because Yolanta, we had actually been connected for years, right? I knew her cousin when I was just starting college, I believe. And then also she was best friends with one of my best friends, like close friends, but we had never met each other. I had never heard of her really. And so we had been connected in so many different ways. And then when we finally met on the pipe, we was like, oh my gosh, you know this person, you know my first cousin, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, why haven't we met before? Like, it's, I know the universe has been trying to force us together somehow, but oddly on the pipe, we never really worked together. But I think it's because... We worked on Kotex and we worked with the amazing um, Emma De La Foss, who was um, the old CCO of Ogilvy. We had to create a TVC and we literally impressed her a lot, like working together. And I think she played a part in kind of like putting us together. You know, everybody in the pipe had a skill, right? They had like... Some one person was amazing at poetry. His name is Kieran. You had Papa, who was amazing at um, illustration and animation. You had Ben, who was sick at visuals and VJing and like, you know, like manipulating all the Adobe suite. And you had Seb, who was amazing at Adobe and design. And myself and Yolanta, we were just more of like, we didn't study anything. It was a bit like, okay, so where do we fit in, right? They definitely just put us together because they felt like we had a different array of life experience that could somehow complement each other. It's not like I didn't want it because I literally wouldn't go back now. Like, I love the fact that we're together. Also, you know, we are very different, although we probably come from similar backgrounds in terms of like, you know, African-Caribbean background. We're very different in the way we were raised and what we love and the things that we do outside of work. I think... Don't try to go with anybody that's just too similar to you because you're going to end up creating the same type of work all the time. I think Yolanta challenges my thinking and I think I challenge her thinking also. And she lives such a different life to me. 
and can educate me on so many different things and vice versa, right? So we, with that education, that thinking, we can bring it together. And then I just, I like to say creatively seasoned, right? Because no one wants bland chicken in it, yeah? You want something, you want that peri-peri, or if you like a bit of spice, you want that like scotch bonnet on your food, isn't it? So I don't know, I think we provide some sauce and some scotch bonnet to Ogilvy. <laughs> um, and I think, because you're with them like 70% of your day, you know. So you need to make sure the person that you're with can uplift you. When you're low, they can be high. You can be strong together. Also have people that don't just do advertising, like I say all the time, because some of my most inspirational people, they do other things outside of work. And Yolanta does a lot, and I do a lot, and we kind of marry that together. So find someone who's dope and inspires you, and you can also teach With so much happening for Amy both within work and outside of her role, we asked her how she finds balance and the ways she deals with stress if she's ever feeling overwhelmed. Mental health is serious in the creative world. And I think we all know and can relate that creators are emotional beings, especially when they're attached to their work, no matter what type of creative you are, especially when you have clients who say they want great work and then they don't want great work. And then it's just like you end up doing fraff. And honestly, that's really not what you want to do. So I think the way I balance it is try to remember what makes Amy happy outside of advertising. Like that's why I'm a, the music stuff outside of work and the people that I'm I kind of deal with outside of it. They really inspire me um, in so many different ways. And they support me in so many different ways as well. Like I grew up in the church and so I do have a level of faith as well. So I'm always praying and like Yolanta is like a spiritual guru as well. She does meditating and everything. So as well as praying, I try to meditate, which is kind of similar in any ways, depending on how religious you are. You have to have a really good support network. Like my mum always knows when I'm not enjoying myself. People forget that, you know, although you can be so passionate about your work and advertising life outside continues to happen as well and life outside can be shit sometimes you know I'm a big big advocate for counseling when you have to constantly prove yourself in so many different corners of your life you're going to have to have a great support network and professional help too so counseling is important but one thing I will say to make Ogilvy still sound very positive because it is HR is actually quite dope and they have Bupa and Bupa gives you free like counseling and stuff like that so and NABs of course as well so like literally take advantage of all those things make sure you utilize them and you take care of your mental health when it comes to creativity. Lastly we asked Amy what her advice would be to someone wanting to enter the advertising industry now including her thoughts for anyone coming in from a similarly non-traditional background. I would say go to places like Eric Festival, go to like get in touch with Creative Mentor Network. You know, even Gowden Magazine, they do internships and they are, even me now, I was like, I'll be an intern for Gowden because they are just sick. Do you know what I mean? I love them. Black Girl Fest, The Other Box, all these establishments are putting jobs out there. Um, POC as well. Like we're literally just trying to spread the word about advertising and creative industries. Literally hit those people up. I understand that. There are other agencies out there. I know Wyden and Kennedy have the Kennedys, which is also a similar scheme. And a few other agencies have similar schemes to the pipe. Do your research, man. Do, type in entry-level jobs for creativity in Google. See what comes up. Also, another thing is, if you really do want to get into advertising, really sit back and think, what was your favorite advert for the year or adverts for the year? And then type it in. See who the creative director is. 
see who the agency is and start sending hella emails. If you need to, start sending DMs. Like, you know, David Bonagidi came here and he gave such an empowering speech. And I was like, yo, this guy is so in alignment with who I am as an individual. And so I DM'd him on Instagram. Like, and he he was like, forensics. Because obviously you remembered I did forensics. And then like he hooked up a meeting with me at CPNB in LA. Because I just wanted to know how it was to work in the States. Because I think that's another big passion of mine. And like, you know, I was actually quite fortunate to have that experience. So DM people like, you know, LinkedIn people. The dots is amazing. Pip Jameson is sick for the dots. Hit up people. Believe in yourself. Don't stop. And then if you feel like there's a loophole in the industry, do work that you want to see outside of a brief. Do you know what I mean? Because... Some of the things that myself and Yolanta, we loved the brand. It was an African-American hair care brand. We started creating proactive ideas for it. Ogilvy never heard of it. Coincidentally, Unilever acquired them. We already had work for them, pitched it to them. They love it. Now we're developing something. Do you know what I mean? These are the kind of things that you just need to be proactive. Create work that you want to see in the industry and then send it on to people. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Amy Snow. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include GF Smith, Google, Sky Creative Agency, Colophon Foundry, Heffler & Co, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com. And you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram.